this. God has something so special for you today, and I just want you to put your hand on your heart, and I am believing, and Sarah and I love the miraculous for you, and we love you, and God loves you, and he has miracles for you today. You have your hand on your heart? You say, well, you're so crazy, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> okay, do it. I want to be crazy in faith. Father, I just pray for every person watching this program right now with their hand on their heart that you love them and you are providing the miraculous for them in this life. We thank you for eternal life, but we need miraculous life, abundant living here in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if I prayed with you and you want extra prayer about this, not counsel, then please call us because we'd love to pray with you and we like to pray for miracles. And we get testimonies from all over the place about the miraculous. We hear from our partners about the miraculous in their lives. It is just awesome what God does when people put faith in his word and he goes beyond what you can imagine or ask or think. So if you think I'm crazy faith, I've just begun, and I believe you've just begun. God has great things for you. Oh, my. Don't look down. Look up. Trust him. He works the miraculous for his children. Now, I like this book, Blessed to be a Blessing. Now, you say, why do you like this book so well? Because it really gives you the steps for miraculous provision. And it explains some things here at the very beginning about what does God think about rich people? Because sometimes I heard, especially growing up, you know, God doesn't want you to have too much. It might take you away from him. And God doesn't like rich people. What about the story of the rich man and Lazarus, you know? I don't think it's that God doesn't like rich people. I think it's what rich people do with what they do with their riches. But in here, I see, and I put in here some Bible examples so you don't think, oh, she's so far out. But, you know, God loved Abraham, and he was blessed in all things. Genesis 13, God blessed him in everything. Awesome, awesome. God loved David. David was extremely wealthy. He was so wealthy, he laid up all this wealth to build the next temple, really. Solomon had it made in the shade because David already had everything ready, even the plan for it. All he had to do was put the thing together. Awesome, awesome, awesome God. So I looked. God loved Solomon. He was very wealthy. He loved David. He loved Abraham. And why... Did he tell Abraham this? And why does he tell us in Hebrews that surely blessing I will bless you and multiplying I will multiply you? He didn't say, oh, it's spiritual to decrease. He said, blessing I will bless, multiplying I will multiply. Now, do you think God just has all the money for the sinners? I don't think that. I think God has wealth for us in unusual places, and he wants us to prosper and multiply. So I love this little booklet, 
blessed to be a blessing because when he blesses us and multiplies us, it's not just to heap it upon ourselves. It's to get the gospel out. And this little book you will love. And everybody who calls in and sows a special seed, I want you to have this. Now, see, I like this because it's small. It's concise. Did you know I used to be a school teacher? And so I teach you little steps here, easy steps to be blessed and to be a blessing. And I, I think some of you, you're kind of out of sync because you think, oh, if I had money, I would be ungodly. And I want you to read this and see that is not true. To have money doesn't mean you have to be ungodly. To have money can mean that you can be many, many things that just shock you. Now, what I do in this book is that I give you special steps. And so I like this, that the number one step is that you prepare your heart that God wants you to be a blessing and that God wants to bless you. And I think sometimes we get stuck on certain things and we think, oh, well, if I had that or if I had this. And I remember when I first started on television and it was on a Sunday morning. Listen, that's 45 years ago, you know, and people said, oh, you know, nobody goes on television or Roberts does. Billy Graham does. And one pastor in our city did. And, you know, here I am a woman, but. God loves women, and God thinks you can do anything, whether you're a male or a female. So I went to a television studio, met with the board, and said, I want to be on on Sunday mornings. And they said to me, you're not television material. You should stay with the radio. But again, God thinks you can do anything, and I believe God wanted me to go on television. So I'm meeting with this board, nine men, eight men said, you are not television material, stay with the radio. But one man said, let's try her. I think she'll pay her bill. And we were on there for eight years and got the top religious award. And that's really how I started in television. Everybody telling me, you can't do it. It's impossible. But see, you've got to get a faith vision. That is number one. That is so key. Get a faith vision. What is it you want to believe for? What is it you believe God has for you? Is it for a college education? You know, maybe you're watching this. School is very expensive. Maybe it's to pay off a debt. Maybe it's to get a car or a house or a ministry. You, you really have on your heart you want to go to a certain place, and you really want to be a minister in those areas. And all the doors seem to be closed, and you don't have any money. Get a faith vision. Ah, that's so key. Get a faith vision. But then, number two, are you ready? Are you ready? You need to be diligent to do the things that prepare you for the faith vision. So let me tell you, sometimes when I travel, I've had women, and even men, say to me, I want to travel with you. Really, what do you want to do? Well, I want to solo. So I say to them, uh, 
Are you in your church choir? No, no. Um, do you sing solos anyplace? No. But I feel led to go with you. Well, I don't feel led to have you because you're not even doing the simple things. And then I've had this said to me, and I'm not trying to hurt people. I just want you to be diligent. It doesn't come overnight. It's a process. So <laughs> I have, and I've had this before, but I have a wonderful young man. He's in his 50s, early 50s. He feels called to the nations. And he says, I want to be a world evangelist. I said, well, are you winning people? What about across the street? What about your neighbors? Are you leading people to Christ? You know, folks, are, are you taking voice lessons? Are you, are you winning your neighborhood? Are you having home Bible studies? And so this thing of diligence is very key. And God dealt with me to meditate and to memorize whole books of the Bible. You're going to teach the Bible? Well, you can't just read a few chapters every day. You have to let the Bible read you. You have to be diligent in Bible study. And, you know, that's not hard for me because when I was 11, not born again, I remember walking through the streets of Sewickley, Pennsylvania, and looking at the churches, and I said, God, I just want to be where you are. Where, where are you? What church are you in? And he said, I'm in the Word. And I got in the Word at 11, didn't get born again until 16. But diligence. And see, some people get real discouraged, but if you do something for 21 days, it becomes a habit. You can break it the same way. Read your Bible for 21 days. And I tell you how to be diligent. You say, I need the book. Well, you need to call in and sow a seed, but also tell what you're believing for. People who believe for nothing in particular, what do they get? Nothing in particular. And I love crazy faith. What about those men who drug their friend up on a roof and cut a hole in it and dropped him into the presence of Jesus? Now, maybe if I were the friend, I would think, I don't want to be dragged up on a roof. That man had faith. And these men, they, if they cut a hole, they're going to have to fix it or pay for it. And they believed he would be made whole. This is crazy faith. They were diligent, but that man was made whole. Mm. Awesome, awesome. And so they sowed a pretty big seed. I think if you had to fix that roof, <laughs> that was a big seed. But look at the miracle. And look, we read it today. Oh, my goodness. Faith. See, faith keeps producing. And that's why it's key that you call in. Now, you say, well, what, what are some other things? Well, I like not only diligence, but I like this too, is that you seek his blessings. How can you be a blessing? How can I be a blessing? And how can you be? You're diligent, but how can you be a blessing to others? And I remember, and I'll be sharing this with you in the next part, how one time somebody cheated me out of some money, and God said, no, no, just give it as a gift. 
So it's never been taken from you because if you leave it as a gift, you've sown a seed and a seed, oh, a seed brings a harvest. Is that good? Is that good? But I have some more steps in here, so I'll be right back. Stay there. Are you going through a financial crisis? Have you been taught that you can't be wealthy and spiritual at the same time? God provides for His children in both expected and unexpected ways. For your gift of $25 or more, we'll send you Maryland's practical booklet, Blessed to be a Blessing. This dynamic booklet will show you that wealth and poverty have nothing to do with personal spirituality and holiness. Blessed to be a Blessing will encourage you to make Jesus your source. We will also send you Marilyn and Sarah's CD teaching, Provision for Your Vision. In this life-changing message, Marilyn and Sarah each share that during what looks to be a financial crisis, when every option looks like a dead end, God will always provide a way for you. And to help you stay in the Word about your finances, we'll send you our Provision Scripture Card. Break the curse and walk in total financial freedom. God has a miracle in store for you. Call or click for this valuable resource. Together, we are impacting thousands of lives with the truth, compassion, and power of God's Word. But there is still much more to be done. By becoming a partner with Marilyn Hickey Ministries, you'll share in bringing God's miracles and healing to the sick, experiencing a deep love for the Bible, and taking the gospel to the nations. When you become a $30 a month partner with Marilyn and Sarah, we'll send you our welcome gift package, which includes the Jehovah Rapha Oil Vial with oil prayed over by Marilyn and Sarah. Our exclusive partner CD set, which includes six CDs featuring 12 never-before-released teachings. The Majesty Coffee Table Book, featuring beautiful representations of the names of God, and more. If you have a passion to reach the lost and are ready to release the anointing of God into your life, then join us today by becoming a partner. Call or click today and help Marilyn and Sarah cover the earth with the word. God has such wonderful things for his children. He loves us. And this is a very key booklet. It's called Blessed to be a Blessing. And I give you seven things in here that I know will work in your life because they've worked in my life. And everyone who calls in and Tell what you are believing for, the blessing you're believing for. Maybe it's money to go to school. Maybe it's money to pay off a school debt. Maybe it's money for a car or a house. Maybe it's money for your ministry. You know, get that faith vision of what God has and tell us what it is and sow a seed for the faith vision that you have. But here's another one. Be diligent. You know, folks, I, my husband had a relative who would sit on the front porch and rock back and forth and say, I wish I had a million dollars. I wish I had a million dollars. Well, you know, he never got it. He's not diligent. And in Proverbs, lazy people are called sluggards. <laughs> I don't know. Even the word to me, oh, they don't make a, you know, they don't do anything. You have to be diligent with what's in your hand. And it does something. The discipline of diligence does something to you that's very important. But then, number three, expect his blessings. Because I love Psalm 
10.22. It says, The blessings of the Lord make one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Expect every day to have God's blessings. What does God want to do for you today? He wants to do something very special. Why does he want to do that? Because he loves you. How do I know he loves me? In the New Testament, he calls you beloved over 42 times. I think you should believe it, don't you? That's key. So we want to know that he wants to bless me. And he doesn't hate rich, rich people. And we want number four. What about inheritance? I think my favorite psalm in the whole Bible is Psalm 139. It is so personal. He knows when you sit down. He knows when you get up. He knows your thoughts before you think them. He puts you together for a purpose. The things that you do well, he, he pre-planned you. You're a divine appointment. Oh my goodness, is that awesome? And so he has an inheritance. You say, well, that's Old Testament, Marilyn. Oh, I have in my booklet is New Testament and Ephesians 1, 17, that the Father of glory, you know, what does he want to do? He gives you a spirit of wisdom and knowledge. In the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you might know the hope of his calling and the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Is that just special ones? Saints are believers. Their sainthood came from Jesus. They're in Christ. Wow, that's number four. You say, I've got to have that. Well, call us and tell us your faith visions. What are you believing for? Tell us that. And then sow a seed. And everyone who sows a seed, I want to send you this. And this is something small you can keep in the front of your Bible. You can put it by your bedside. You can put it in your purse. And just remind yourself, remind yourself that he has an inheritance for you. That's number four. But what is five? And five is very important. Knit yourself together with the body of Christ. I have found being a lone ranger doesn't pay. And when God called me, you know, I said, I'm a woman. Oh, you know, and I was about 42 years old when he called me. And I said, you know, who's going to accept me? What camp am I going to be in? And this is so sweet. He said to me, you're not going to be in a camp. You're going to be a bridge and you'll go to all of them. Oh my goodness, is that wonderful? So I, I love them all. And I, I go to Muslim countries, you know, I go to Hindu countries, I go to Buddhist countries, and I don't compromise. I teach the Bible, I pray for the sick. Because why? Because I want to be connected, to disconnect yourself and I've seen people, well, I don't go to church. I don't get fed. Really? Well, do you have eyes? Can you see? Yeah. Do you have a Bible? Yes. Well, why can't you feed yourself? Keep connected with the body of Christ. So it's not everything you want it to be. Stay connected. And I tell you how to do that in this, and you need to get it 
Because if you're going to experience the blessings of God, you're going to have to stay connected to the body of Christ. And I'm not kidding you. And sometimes you may feel rejected. So when I first started, of course, women weren't used, you know, to speak in the pulpit. And a church in our city, the man really preached against women speaking. <laughs> and I just, at first I was bitter. I wanted to just call him up and tell him off because I knew him. I thought, how can you be so ugly? And then the Lord told me, don't do that, you know. So uh, love seeds in his life. So we invited him to be on our telecast. And he came and we promoted his church. And then he invited me into his church. Now to show that you were submissive in his church, a woman had to wear a head covering. And so I went to his church and I preached. And I didn't wear a head covering. And people said to me, well, how did he introduce you? I said, he introduced me as Brother Marilyn. No, he didn't really. We became friends. But I'm just saying, don't get into that bitter thing. Cut yourself off. Believe God. That's so important. But then, number six, I need this. I need it all the time. The wisdom of God. And I put a scripture in here that I love. Proverbs 8:18 8, says, Riches and honor are with me, enduring riches and righteousness. Is that cool? Is that cool? How, how can I reach people? And I have found, and I like to witness to people. I like to win people to the Lord. So when I get groceries and I check out, how can I witness to that person? You know, they're very nice to you. So I say to them, you know, I love to pray. Do you have any prayer requests you'd like for me to pray for? Yeah, I have a bad knee, or I have this, or I have that. You know, God gives me wisdom with people. Sometimes on planes, I get to witness to people. You know, they can't get out. <laughs> and and I, I don't try to blast them, but I ask for wisdom. What is the key to get to that person? What is the wisdom I need to handle a child or to handle a mate or to handle a neighbor or to handle an ugly relative? Can God give us wisdom? Oh, yes, that's in here. But number seven, I think for me, is the biggest key of all. And I tell about out of your need sowing a seed. Give out of your need. Oh, I don't have any money. This is the time to give. And invariably God will ask me to do something big when it's not a good time. And 2 Corinthians 6.10 says, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. Man, if this isn't something. And a pastor, and I share this story in here, tells about a man in his church that really didn't have much money, but always gave in every offering. And one day he said, Pastor, come over. I have a $30,000 seed. What do you mean? So he went over, and the man had just received an inheritance of $3 million. Folks, but he sowed seed out of need. Call us. Tell us what especially is on your heart. Yeah. Let us pray with you. And then sow a seed. 
This is so good, so simple, so powerful. Seven steps. Blessing that you can be a blessing. Blessed that you can be a blessing. Call in. Sow a seed. Do it now. Do it now. Do it in faith and say, surely, blessing he will bless me and multiplying he will multiply me. Are you going through a financial crisis? Have you been taught that you can't be wealthy and spiritual at the same time? God provides for His children in both expected and unexpected ways. For your gift of $25 or more, we'll send you Maryland's practical booklet, Blessed to be a Blessing. This dynamic booklet will show you that wealth and poverty have nothing to do with personal spirituality and holiness. Blessed to be a Blessing will encourage you to make Jesus your source. We will also send you Marilyn and Sarah's CD teaching, Provision for Your Vision. In this life-changing message, Marilyn and Sarah each share that during what looks to be a financial crisis, when every option looks like a dead end, God will always provide a way for you. And to help you stay in the Word about your finances, we'll send you our Provision Scripture Card. Break the curse and walk in total financial freedom. God has a miracle in store for you. Call or click for this valuable resource. Sarah Bowling, Living Genuine Love, is on a mission to connect every one with the heart of God. With a passion for the Bible and the gift of teaching, Sarah brings a new perspective to articulate God's life-giving revelation to our modern moment. God's heart relentlessly reaches all our hidden places and changes us from the inside out. And Living Genuine Love is equipping people with resources and tools that empower them to walk in this intimate relationship with God. Sarah is a powerful scholar and spirit-led teacher with a gift and passion that takes her many places around the world to bring lasting change to each of us who are craving the transformative love of God. At Living Genuine Love, we're committed to seeing you walk in a vibrant relationship with God every day. Learn more about Sarah Bowling and her ministry, Living Genuine Love, by visiting sarahbowling.org or call us at 800-627-1995. Who doesn't want to be blessed? I do. <laughs> but even more, I want to be blessed to be a blessing. What's a special thing on your heart that you just, you want to be a blessing in? I want to just pray for you. Would you mind putting your hand on your heart? I'm going to pray for you. Father, I just thank you for everyone watching this right now that you bless them with a special revelation of your will and your wisdom for them. I pray for everyone watching right now in this prayer that you will talk to them about how to be a blessing to others and how to sow seed and expect harvest, many harvests from the same seed. I thank you, Father, that everyone watching right now that is a part of this prayer is going to see breakthroughs, breakthroughs, turnarounds, victories in unusual places. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, of course, I want you to get blessed to be a blessing because I have the seven steps in here that are so important to you, really, to you. And everyone sowing a seed, you can call in right now and sow a seed. 
You can call in your vision. I want to see that you get this. I think it's very, very important. And folks, I don't make it difficult. I used to be a school teacher. It's seven steps anyone can understand and anyone can receive and everyone can sew.